Welcome to the Chin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. I want to tell you about the past seven days for me in terms of fees. Um, I know we've talked about travel advisors, charging fees for your time, you know, all that good stuff. And I know a lot of people are still kind of nervous about it. And, you know, that used to be me as well. Like I, the first time I ever asked for a fee, I was like, oh my God, what if they say no, but they didn't say no. And it just got easier and easier as we went along. But um, within the past, like seven days, I've gotten over $1,200 worth of dollars no twelve hundred dollars worth of fees yeah <laughs> dollars on dollars dollars on dollars mm-hmm. in fees and I'm expecting more um by the end of this week and basically almost every discovery call that I've had where we were a good fit which is almost I would say like 90% of discovery calls that I do are good fits for me just because of the way I set up the onboarding stuff in terms of like the first email that gets sent after the inquiry is received, you know, all that stuff. So usually by the time I do the discovery call, they're pretty much for sure going to be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty much every one of them just paid my fee without question, like at all. And a couple of them were returning clients that I did not charge a fee for before. So I was just like, what is going on, Teresa? And I actually sent an Instagram message to Kate of Travel Pro Theory because I remember when you guys did your refresh thing. I don't remember if it was 2020. Was it 2020 you did your first refresh yes, yep. thing? So it was during that time when Kate had put on her Instagram stories um, about charging fees. And her question was, what would you do if you had a few extra $100 a month? Yep. Because when you charge fees, that's what happens. And so I messaged her and I'm like, hey, I'm at over $1,200 right now. And I remember you asking, what would I do with it with an extra few hundred dollars a month? I just am so glad that I'm charging fees now. And then I followed that up with, it's that COVID confidence. Yeah, baby. (laughs) And she's like, oh my God, I love that COVID confidence. It's like the confidence that we've gotten from dealing with this pandemic for the past two years and the fact that we know what we're doing, we not just people telling us that we know what we're doing, like we individually personally know that we know what we're doing and that we are worth whatever money we're charging. That is correct. And I do want to say, because I've seen a few arguments about this lately in some of the Facebook groups, like not everyone can charge a fee depending on the market they're in, depending on what they sell, depending on their preference. It's your business. You're the boss. You have to do what feels right for you. And so, you know, I do this travel joy setup package that I have with Travel Biz Boss. And so part of that is asking about how a person's business model works for their client onboarding experience and do you charge a fee? And I always feel bad when someone feels shy to tell me that they don't charge a fee or defensive about it. Well, I can't charge a fee because of these things. Like that's none of my business. And I just want to set you up so that your system works for you. 
Uh, I do. I, I don't like to see it when someone doesn't because they're just afraid, even though they know they should be charging one. That is something I would like to fix. But if your business model is one that you don't feel like a fee is appropriate, that's your choice. And there is no judgment here. I think that having all of our income wiped out in 2020, there are a lot of us who are like, I can't continue to do some of the things I'm doing without being insured, getting paid something. And it sure does feel good to collect those fees and know no matter what happens, I got paid a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not what I yeah. was expecting, but I didn't right. end up with zero. It um, makes the sting a little less if something were to happen. Because honestly, it was not a good time mm-mm. in 2020. And I think a lot of us have um, changed up our business models and done things a lot differently. And, and yeah, you should have you COVID confidence. You. Yes, you are, have that COVID confidence. You are providing a huge value and you're taking on a lot of responsibility. And there's just, you know, last week I'm searching for transfers for my client. She's doing a cruise that starts in Barcelona, ends in Athens. And we're doing, you know, airport to hotel, hotel to cruise, cruise to airport. Uh, Today the cruise was suspended. That was all just wasted time, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Um, But those are the kinds of things that we do that are time suckers and you deserve to be compensated for that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't charge a fee and I'm never going to, hey, you got to do what works for you. If you're listening Mm -hmm. to this and you don't have COVID confidence and that's why you're not charging a fee, we need to work on that. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I did reach that point where I'm like, I'm doing so much work. And I'm not getting anything for it. And then if I'm doing this itinerary and quote for an FIT and they don't end up going because it gets canceled or whatever, or if they are going and their flights get canceled or rescheduled, there's additional legwork that I need to do on my end. And that fee covers me for that extra time. And in my, um, in my email that I send out with the travel questionnaire, I just tell them, you know, this is what I charge for my services. I don't even give them like for these kinds of trips I do. And for these kinds of trips I don't, I'm like, no, all around, I charge this for my services. So at the onset, when they first get my message and questionnaire, after I receive their inquiry, they know up front that I do charge a fee. There's a link to my website. I'm not afraid to put on my website because that way they know up front. And if that's not okay with them, then they can go look somewhere else. And there have been a few people who haven't responded and that's fine. It takes me two minutes thanks to some templates that I have um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I send out to two minutes to send it to them. So there's not much time lost on my end. And I don't take it personally because I know I have like a ton of other clients who pay it without hesitation after we do our discovery call. And you have to leave room for those clients. Yeah. So you can't take every yes. inquiry if you want to only be working on good fits, you know? Uh, but exactly. I know that can be scary. People feel like they have to take every single client and that's mm-hmm. a sort of a scarcity mindset. But you right. have to just know that the next good fit client is coming right up behind it and feel confident. Also, yes. um, you all cannot see Teresa, but her eyeliner looks so pretty today that I'm just mesmerized <laughs> by her eyeliner. I am overcompensating because what you do not know is 
I this is my gym hair. I have not washed my face or showered today yet. It's almost it's past two fifteen. Working on that one Eastern myself. Time. Yeah, I had an eight a.m. like gym session, and it was like boom, boom, boom. I had calls, and I'm like, oh shoot, I have a ten thirty a.m. call. It's a video call, so my makeup it's on top of all the sweat that I did okay. at the gym. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. What's on deck first? On deck. <laughs> <laughs> this article is from Travel Agent Central, and the title is American River Cruising Soaring in Demand in Omicron Era. Cruisers seek close-to-home options. Nothing new here, but this article does talk about how the um, the American River Cruising sector is expanding. Um, and nothing is really getting, they're not facing any or that many challenges due to Omicron. Yeah, they're, they quoted someone, Michelle Fee, she's the founder and CEO of Cruise Planners, and she said that U.S. river cruising has definitely experienced a feverish wave of popularity with our 2022 departures, currently up by 84%. Versus the same time in 2019. So she's not comparing this to, you know, other pandemic years. She's comparing it to 2019 and it's up 84% for them. Have you ever done a river cruise in the U.S.? No, but I would like to. When Viking announced their Mississippi cruise, that was kind of on my radar right away. Mm -hmm. I think I'd like to do like the Pacific Northwest ones, like the Columbian Snake Rivers. I think that would be really fun. Um, But this article says that the U.S. South is a pretty hot vacation spot right now. Um, Mississippi with stops in Memphis, New Orleans, St. Louis, St. Paul, a bunch of different ones. Um, And also Chicago to Toronto, um, Detroit to Montreal. Um, They also have like Great Lakes vessels. Yeah. I really want to do the St. Lawrence River. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that just seems so interesting. And, you know, my favorite way to travel is river cruising. Of course, I've only done it in Europe, but I just love, to me, it's more, it's more akin to an escorted tour than it is an ocean cruise. It's just an escorted tour where you only have to unpack one time and your room goes with you, which that's true of ocean cruises as well. But I just feel like with the inclusions and the day tours and the smaller groups and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a river cruise pretty much anywhere, anytime. I think. I think I would do the same. I think, I think the experience will be slightly different than in Europe, but all in all, everything that I do love about river cruising will be pretty much the same. Yep. And uh, they're saying, too, that in addition to strong demand, they're also seeing a trend of cruisers seeking to lengthen their vacation time on an American River experience. So they're adding pre and post hotel stays, and most of the lines do offer that. Um, there's, a, there's a rendering here of the Explorer Lounge on one of Vikings ships that they're planning on 
um, sailing in the Mississippi with, and it looks amazing. I, I don't know if you're looking at the photo now. It's the St. Louis Arches in the back. And it's like a little bar lounge. Yeah, area. and Richard Marnell, who's the executive vice president of marketing for Vikings, said that they opened 2024 sailing dates much sooner than expected because of demand. So it's cranking. He says many sailing dates in the inaugural 2022 season are sold out. Yep. So, and they said they're also seeing a trend of some folks canceling European itineraries in favor of a U.S. river cruise, which that makes sense to me. So if you haven't familiarized yourself with American river cruise options, this could be a good time to do so. <laughs> They're hot. Yeah. I mean, if you have clients who love cruising or are looking for a vacation in the U.S. Um, because they don't want to travel outside of the country and they're looking for something more elevated, check out river cruising in the U.S. Absolutely. So our next article, we're going to go way far away from the U.S. and talk about everything you need to know about traveling to Thailand right now. This is an article from Travel Age West. And I haven't had my eye on much of Asia lately because I know that just seems like something that's going to be a little later in the game to recover. A um, lot later, you mean? <laughs> I've been waiting for Japan to open for so long. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, so I didn't I don't know that I fully even knew that that you could just go to Thailand right now. Yes. It says here, um, it asks, can tourists enter Thailand? And the answer is yes. In November, Thailand launched a program called Test and Go, which allowed for a quarantine exemption for those who test negative for COVID-19 upon entry into Thailand. That program has been suspended as of December 22nd until further notice due to Omicron. Um, but they're thinking that they're going to restart this program again. And that's why it was even a thing. It's a test and go. It's yeah. like, And then says the travelers who had already been approved could still go until January 10th. And they're just not mm -hmm. accepting new applications at this time. So they're saying that right now the process is not as liberal as the test and go program, but not as restrictive as the previous Phuket sandbox program, which only allowed for travel on the island of Phuket, Phuket excuse me, and very limited at that. So as of January 11th, the government of Thailand has reopened the application process for the Phuket sandbox, as well as similar sandbox programs in the provinces of Phangna, Krabi, and Surat Thani. Tani, I'm murdering these, I'm sure. Um, so you can go to Thailand. The entry requirements are shifting just like everywhere else. And there are limited places you can go. So mostly like these beach vacations, which is mostly what I get requests for when people mm -hmm. are requesting Thailand. Yeah. And this article that we will link in the show notes, it gives you um, more information on how travelers can apply to visit Thailand, including a link um, to an application for the Thai travel pass. So the application will ask travelers to upload proof of their vaccination, proof of travel insurance with a minimum coverage of $50,000 in medical expenses, and proof of a paid hotel reservation at an approved resort, which includes the cost of two RT-PCR tests, as well as a transfer from the airport to the resort or hotel. Approved hotels are classified as SHA Extra Plus hotels, and there's a link to that as well in the article. 
They are easily searchable online or can be searched via the Thai Travel Pass site. Yep. And after they're approved for the Thai Travel Pass, they'll be sent a QR code. That's that's what we how we roll now. QR codes everywhere. <laughs> Who knew the QR code would have a comeback? When QR codes were a thing, we're like, no one uses QR codes. And then now it's like every restaurant. <laughs> yeah, here in Mexico, there's not a paper menu to be found. It's QR codes yeah. all the way. A sign for y'all to not give up. Yes. Because you never know when your time is going to come. <laughs> Look at, well, I'm not going to bring that one up. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> um, yes, so they'll be sent a QR code, which must be shown when arriving in Thailand. If they're rejected for the travel pass, it says there's no need to panic. The rejection will give clear instruction for what went wrong and how to reapply. And the decision time takes anywhere from three to seven business days. Um, places you can fly into in Thailand, uh, Phuket, Bangkok, and that looks to be about it. Yeah, those are the two airports, and then you can go to the other destinations from there that they are approving. So it says that when visitors arrive in Thailand, they have to present all their documents at the health screening stations. They have to complete the TM6 immigration form, which is handed out on the plane. And then the health control officer will check all documents and then they go through immigration and customs. Oh, I love a nice description like that. What exactly to expect? Uh, it says after clearing these areas, they can exit the airport where they will see the sea of hotel transfer signs. And the airport will not let passengers leave unless they have a pre-booked transfer through the SHA Extra Plus reservation. Uh, are travelers stuck at their resort in Thailand? And I know this is like a big concern for yes. people who are traveling places. Like, can I actually do anything? And the answer is no, they will not need to be stuck at their resort. Travelers have some mobility and freedom when entering Thailand under the sandbox programs. These work to create tourism bubbles, but the rules are slightly different wherever you visit. All travelers, however, will have to have a confirmed payment for at least a seven-day stay at SHA Extra Plus hotels or a combination of those approved hotels. Yep. It says that visitors to these areas can change accommodation twice within the first seven days within the province, so they can't be bouncing around too much. Um, so the bottom line is they're saying, is traveling to Thailand worth it right now? It does require a lot of extra legwork, especially from the U.S., um, if this is a first-time visit to Thailand, it may be worth recommending that your clients wait until the Test and Go program is reactivated. So as it stands right now, travel to Thailand is still limited, though it's much more open than before. I know personally, for me, I would probably try to sway someone to wait a little bit longer, but I know our team gets requests and people are bound and determined to go to, to places, even when it's difficult. So Again, as long as you prep them for everything that's required and they understand they're going to have to jump through some hoops, they are grown mm -hmm. people who can make their own decisions, right? Yep. And there's no feeling like an I told you so. So <laughs> either way, it's a win-win. <laughs> that's dark, Teresa. <laughs> it's okay. That's how we get through these dark times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's next? Our last article is from Travel Market Report, and it talks about um, how travel advisors are sounding off their 2022 New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I love so it. It gives a lot of different resolutions from different advisors. Um, so 
I guess I'll start with the first ones is from our friend Chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, set an example. My outlook and intentions for 2022 are fairly simple. People still have the sense that they cannot travel or that travel is unsafe. I have several large groups tri- group trips planned this year, but I'll be escorting clients. Most of those clients are like me, ready to go. I'm ready to jump through whatever hoops they need to, to continue seeing the world. So Chip is basically going to just lead by example yeah. and do a lot of traveling himself. And I think that is so important for you to do that. Yeah. I know... Um, when I went to Aruba, April of 2021, on their tram program, I took my sister. I had so many people reach out after they saw my social media posts. They were like, I didn't know you could go to the Caribbean. And I'm just like, yes, the Caribbean has been like one of the few places that's been open to us. But they don't know. So when they see you going to different places, going to even further places now that certain parts of Europe are open, um, you know, go to those places, show your clients that Yes, they can go. And whether or not things are open, give your own experience while you're there. How easy was it to get through with your PCR test or your vaccination card? Like that is what people want to know. Are things actually open in destination? And if they are, are they checking vaccination cards at the door? Or or what is the process that's happening right now in this destination? Those practical things are priceless. Also, it lets them know that you, you know, builds authority for your knowledge and mm-hmm. I think people eat it up when they see us traveling. I am headed to Europe in March. And then again, at the end of April, I'm doing river cruise in March, river cruise in April, followed by a Croatia charter cruise that Teresa is also going on, which we're so excited about. So excited. And I'm really hoping that showing my clients that I'm doing these things will let them let their guard down a little bit. Cause I know I have a lot of people who are just waiting on pins and knees needles to um, get to Europe. So absolutely. Yeah. Share, share your experience. People want to know they're working with someone who knows what they're doing. Yep. And then the next one is from Shannon Kittner of Main Street and Beyond Travel Company. She said, my personal resolution as a travel agent for 22 is to continue expanding my reach in social media and receiving bookings from it. This is extremely important to me as around 98% of my business comes strictly from social media. Wow. And only within the last year or so. So she said that in 2021, she turned to social media to increase her sales and within a few months became a multi-million dollar travel agency after just starting in the travel industry. So she wants to keep that up in 2022 and beyond. And she's planning on growing more followers on both TikTok and Instagram to help make it possible. That's impressive. Yep. And you know how much I love TikTok. Oh, it's so addictive. I'm learning so much. I continue to learn so much. Um, the next one is make sure clients use apps mm-hmm. and let them know which ones. I know you definitely recommend the airline one, but also the resort app. Any updates that happen with flights, your clients will know right away if they have their app. Yeah, that's a huge thing. And then a lot of us use itinerary builders that have an app so they can access their entire itinerary, even if they're not connected to the internet, which is huge. They can access all their uh, vouchers mm-hmm. and everything. And they just think it's so cool. So I'm in for that one. The next one is definitely, um, I feel this one is continue to be grateful. This is from Christy Huss. 
Uh, from- hey, Christine. Yeah. She was part of Engage Tourism. Uh, she wrote a book called, um, oh my, Empty, Empty Besting or something, like how you can live your life after all your kids move out, oh. like have the best life after like the empty nest kind of thing. So um, I can't remember what her book is, but she's so cool. She's such a fun person. Well, she just says, you know, of course it's been terrible the last couple of years, but they've also been sprinkled with lessons. And she said, have an attitude of gratitude. Having a daily gratitude practice changes everything. When applied to my business, some things that used to stress me out, I am now very thankful for. Love it. I just heard have an attitude, so I can do that. Yes, I know you've got that part covered. (laughs) But I'm also very grateful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next one is hire an admin. In 2021, we set our focus on destination weddings and honeymoons, and it has really paid off with more business on the books than in our 27-year history. And this is from Georgianne um, from Custom Travel Services, Inc., and... um, they, she said, due to the change in focus, we have put a sign out at our storefront to read appointments only. So it sounds like they are brick and mortar mm-hmm. um, and they want to cut down on walk-in traffic as much as possible. So hiring an admin really helped them keep all their trips together. I think in general, just made their lives easier. And I can only say that because I have an assistant who has made my life so much easier. Yes, absolutely. Um, and the thing is, I learned not to micromanage anymore. I used to be a super control freak, but it helps that like I really trust my assistant. She, I know she's really creative. So I basically just give her like, here, um, for the next email marketing campaign, this is my goal. Give her a bullet point list of things that you know I want to make sure she includes. And I'm like, go run with it. Like, do whatever you do best. And now you like being creative. Yeah. We got a long list here. I don't think we can do them all, but there's some that are kind of repetitive. Count your blessings, grow your reach. I like this one is build relationships first from Kathy Cardot, Cardot um, from Travel with Kathy. And she said, one of my resolutions is to approach my clients and potential clients with an attitude of how can I help you rather than just go for the sale. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And then one of the other ones that stood out to me was defend your time, which I think we're all um, getting more protective of our boundaries and our time, right? She says, uh, it's Denise Wiggins from Denise Wiggins Travel and Health Services. She says, 2022, bring it on. I am manifesting and visualizing an incredible year of opportunity. I've already returned from my first trip of the year and have many more scheduled. Um, she says, as someone who is the CEO of my own businesses in both the travel as well as the health and wellness space, I'm intentional in serving others to live and enjoy their lives unapologetically. So I love that. Any other ones that stuck out for you? Um, no, those are the ones that really spoke to me too. So what I gained from this was have an attitude and don't be sorry. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Moving forward past the pandemic, we've got this in the bag. COVID confidence. I'm telling you, you guys, it's COVID confidence. Hashtag COVID confidence. A hundred percent. All right. You ready for some headlines? Oh yeah. Okay. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Agent Central, Spain will require booster shots for visitors if more than 270 days have passed since the last required dose. 
They also report that all visitors to Belize will need to apply for a mandatory insurance effective February 15th, 22. The rule is part of uh, new safe travel standards announced by the Belize Tourism Board, the official tourism organization of the country, and has been put in place with an aim to help protect travelers against incurred medical and non-medical expenses if they test positive for COVID-19 during their stay. The cost of the policy is $18 and provides coverage for up to $50,000 in medical expenses related to treatment of COVID-19 for a period of 21 days. Travel Weekly reports that Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings became the first major company to publicly opt into the CDC's voluntary program to mitigate COVID risk on ships that replaced its conditional sailing order, which expired January 15th. Frank Del Rio, CEO of NCLH, said that the program provides the cruise industry with a set of operating provisions to protect the health and safety of guests and crew. Our adoption of the voluntary program provides guests, crew, travel partners, and other stakeholders with the assurance that our brands will continue to meet and exceed the provisions laid out by the CDC and provide unparalleled health and safety protocols not found in any other sector of the travel and leisure space. Another one from them says that Hong Kong International Airport said it will ban transit passengers from 150 countries and territories starting Sunday, tightening stringent travel controls in an effort to stem the spread of the highly contagious Omicron variant. Travel Pulse, travel Pulse reports that Rocky Mountaineer is giving away onboard service upgrades for free when guests book a trip aboard one of its Canada routes between January 17th and 31st. So for the rest of the month, this luxury railway company is offering a complimentary upgrade from its Silver Leaf service to Gold Leaf service, valued at $620 per person. The promotion is good for travel throughout 2022 and is available on select Canadian itineraries. Another article from Travel Pulse says that some Mexican states are requiring vaccination or testing to enter indoor venues, including Jalisco, which is home to popular tourism destinations Puerto Vallarta and Riviera Nayarit. According to Travel Market Report, Delta Vacations and Delta Airlines announced it was extending its vouchers through December 31, 2023 for travel throughout 2024. It will take some time for us to update our system, but rest assured that current vouchers will be extended for bookings made through December 2023, Delta wrote in a letter to advisors this week. Another article from them announced that Princess Cruises will continue its book with confidence policy and vaccination requirement through summer 2022 sailings. The policy includes all princess sailings through September 30th, 2022, as long as they are booked by March 2nd, 2022, and allows for changes to be made up to 30 days prior to departure with cancellation fees received as future cruise credits. CNN reports that major international airlines are scrambling to modify or cancel flights to the United States amid uncertainty about potential interference between new 5G cell phone services and critical airplane technologies. Emirates, Air India, All Nippon Airways, Japan Airlines, Lufthansa, and British Airways all announced changes to some flights citing the issue. And our high note today comes from breaking travel news, and British Airways will launch four new routes across Europe in time for the summer season. And that's it for Excess Baggage. So they're really making us choose between faster internet or our flights. Come on, guys. Come on. I read something that said they're pushing for nothing within two miles of an airport with 5G. I mean, safety. I I mean, we deserve everything good. Yes. We've had a bad past two years. You're telling me you didn't take 
the past two years and outfit what you needed to for 5G. Like we didn't know about 5G for a long time already. Whatever. You know what? I, I'm not the boss. <laughs> if only you were running the world. Gosh, if only travel advisors were running the world. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. We're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.